Manana Land, Chapter 9 Max turned away from Papa and faced the tower. I want to go inside. Am I old enough to do that? Papa hesitated, then walked to the wooden door and heaved it open. For just a few minutes, Max stepped across the tower's threshold. The air was cool and the light dim, except for slits of sunlight from the loopholes. Dirt, dried leaves, and chicken feathers littered the cobbled floor. Max understood why someone would hide here. The tower was a fortress, safe and impenetrable. Hello, he called, his voice sounding hollow in the cavernous womb. He walked around the room, running his fingers over the mortared walls, tracing one of the stones. They were larger than the ones used on bridges. These were oblong with a beveled edge. The construction was superior. At the arched stairwell opening, a padlocked iron gate blocked the way. Max peered through the rails at the narrow corridor spiraling upward. There were markings on some of the stones, but they were too far away to read. He leaned against the gate and closed his eyes, his thoughts twisting like the staircase. He pulled the compass from beneath his shirt and held it tight. What if Papa couldn't take care of the matter in San Clemente? What if it wasn't fine? A wind threaded through the loopholes and a shushing noise began to pulse through the tower. It reminded Max of the time Tio had taken him to the ocean and held a conch shell to his ear. The sound grew louder and more insistent. Aroro, aroro, aroro. Hush, hush, hush. There was a lullaby that began that way. He tried to remember the words. Aroro, mi niño, hush, my son, he whispered. That's how the song began. Was La Reina singing? Or a ghost? A wail, like a baby's cry, sent a cold shiver down his back. Ah! Heart pounding, Max fled the room and ran into the clearing, the compass thumping against his chest. Papa stopped sorting stones. You okay? I heard strange noises. It's just the wind working its way through the chinks. Makes La Reina Gigante moan and sing. Up here, even an animal's cry can carry. And every time a cloud shifts, it looks as though someone is standing in the shadows. Papa shook his head. It's no wonder all of the rumors of ghosts. Max nodded. It had felt more like more than that. He took a deep breath. Why is the gate inside locked? Tio wants to preserve the tower. Someday make it a monument. A lot of history happened here. What are the markings on the wall? People scratched their names and messages on the stone so loved ones who followed would know they had made it this far or just to show they were once here. Can you take me up there? No. Papa rubbed his forehead. We're never to disturb anything in the tower. Besides, it's not safe. He closed the wooden door and walked to the wagon where he flung a tarp over the bed of stones 
and tied it down. But you said the tower was sound. There's really nothing up there that concerns you. Come, Dulce can't pull more. Let's head out. I have a lot to do before I leave in the morning, and I need to talk to Buelo about the bridge work. Papa let Dulce from the clearing. Frustration squeezed Max as he followed Papa in the wagon. A twig snapped behind him and the bushes rustled. When he turned, he thought he saw a shadowy figure dart to the outskirts of the ruins. The falcon swooped overhead, its wide wings shadowing the vision. When the bird veered, whatever Max thought he saw had disappeared. Was it only a cloud shadow, as Papa had said, or something else? The heat of the day and everything Papa had shared pressed in on him. His mind was a bulging suitcase overstuffed with questions and secrets. That is the end of chapter nine.